ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. You drinking water now, Uncle Mark? I'm drinking, I'm drinking more water. No, uh, no bourbon or whiskey tonight? I had a beer. I yep. generally, um, I generally try to keep it to one drink a night unless I'm in a particularly you know, really animated social mood? situation <laughs> animated well yeah when i was in raleigh a few weeks ago which i'll talk about we we had a team dinner where i uh, had many an old-fashioned oh my god they were so good it's one of my favorite drinks but, outside of beer right like i love i love a good variety of beer but if i want if i want liquor it's probably an old-fashioned yeah it was a good it was they they were letting us use the good bourbon think it is it is waterford a valid bourbon it i have was no w. idea yeah well i had like four or five i think i, I don't, don't i don't really know them remember. that well i know a couple that i've had that i like they're right. nothing fancy they were really, <laughs> these were fancy they that were fancy. or 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 like or like the big lebowski i like a good white russian you like good white russian it's another good do you one. have a rug that ties the whole room together uh i don't i should get one there's a carpet that ties sure. the whole room together, but that's really not the same. <laughs> they peed on my rug, also, man. It tied the whole now, room together. Yeah. We're now in the hour of the Shih Tzu, so you might hear the one dog bark periodically. Yeah, well, whatever. Because she's mean, a it's, pain in the ass. My, my dogs were howling. The kids could come in at any second. Oh! During, during the break, right, they were they were showering on the other side of this wall, because that's where our master bathroom is, and I could, like, hear them pounding on the wall. Like, there were, like, there were demons yeah it was crazy i had to go over and like girls <laughs> calm it down i don't know what you're doing right. in there but <laughs> all right anyway we don't even we don't even pretend like there's just noise yeah there's gonna be noise and yeah. chaos and that's yeah. just part of the appeal yep yep all right so now's the part of the show where we have announcements and whatnot first thing we like to do is thank all of our patrons so thank you, patrons, for getting Uncle Mark a mic. Thank you. And for, uh, and for paying... It's very nice. It's a very nice mic. It's, it's very nice. It's a very nice. It's a little... <laughs> you love that, don't you? The arm is, the arm is what does it. It's, the arm is, is cool, because I, I just... That's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I didn't know if you'd want the arm, because some, some desk setups don't go well with the arm. Uh, but uh, I the... figured... Whatever for the, the price, the I'll stand, send you the arm. The stand, the stand would have been awkward. The arm, yeah. is absolutely pretty. I want to say Jason uses his on the on the stand, so it sits right in front of him. But he must have his desk set up in a way that, like for me, I, that, that'd that be that right where the keyboard is, right? So that that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so right. I want to thank our patrons, good old Zed Thor, name pending one ninety seven, Jeremy, Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert. Matt, David, Solemn, Trooper Ish, Linux Sis666, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, J, Charles, and the good old 22532. Two. So, thanks, all of you, for That's being two. for being patrons. Uh the, the show pays for itself with the patronage and, the and we and we can save up money to do things like buy mics and stuff. That's that looks kind of that's a heart. I mean, it's either it's, a heart or a butthole. It's more like an oval when you put your hands like that. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of uh, a heart. Meant to be a heart. <laughs> Spiritually, it's a heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, folks. 
if you want to become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash podcast. I think is the URL. If not, it's in the show notes. You can click on it. Uh, you can also do, you can also support the show by buying merch. You go to teespring.com slash stores slash uh, you can buy t-shirts and a couple other things there. Also, the links that I put to the different stuff that we talked about in the first part of the show, they're Amazon affiliate links. They're not specifically tied to the show, but I used an affiliate account I've already got. I'll put that money into the show, too, if anybody uses, if anybody buys stuff that way. So just so you know, there it is. You don't get charged any extra for that. Well, Ooh, you, you guys know how Amazon Ooh, affiliates work, is. I'm sure. Ooh, there well no the idea is that uh i refer you to amazon right and then uh you don't pay any extra but why i get a commission out of it so okay oh that's how that is yeah that's how that works um right okay the only other announcement we have is i had this crazy idea um crazy to so there was um i'm I've mentioned this a number of times on the show for the past, like, two months or so. I've been really into Valheim for whatever reason. I just, like, latched into that game. and Vikings are cool, man. Well, yeah, it is cool, but it's almost like an unhealthy obsession. There was a point where every minute I was not working, I was playing Valheim, and I had to start stepping back from that because my family was like, who are you again? <laughs> but anyway, hmm. um, there is a subreddit for Valheim, like just about anything else you can ever think of. And in that subreddit, someone posted, in, in Valheim, every time you start a new game, it makes a random world, right? And that but random... It's procedurally generated. It's procedurally based generated. Based on a seed. It's based on a seed. And you can Which, get... Which, by the way, is how No Man's Sky works. It uses math. Cool. Uh, but you can get that seed out of your world, right? So a lot of... One thing that people who are like... It's part of your world. Part of your world. One thing that folks... the mic's going to really... The mic, I think, is really going to like up my singing game <laughs> it could because now it feels like it should now you can I like can do that whole broad i could do that yeah. whole barbara streisand like hands on either side of the mic and just be like into it <laughs> part of your world anyway, so anyway so so um, you like vikings yeah people in that subreddit seed. will take the seed from worlds they think were unique and they'll share them and say look at this cool world like and People are, who are like speed running Valheim will find the one that has all the bosses closest to each other and all the resources that you're going to need to get through the game as quickly as possible and they yeah, share it. Yeah. This one was not that. This one was... This was kind of the opposite. This is kind of the opposite, right? The the When you start Valheim, you get dropped into what, what we call the altar, but what everyone else just calls the spawn. That's where you start the game. There's an altar there where wherever you defeat a boss, you bring its head back. Right. I love and, the positive feedback from Gator Bite. Thank you, Gator. Yeah. So you have to keep returning to this place, right? And of course, it's right where you start. Well, this seed, for whatever reason, starts you on this tiny, tiny little island. And the tiny so island small. is where the altar is, right? And in Valheim, everything you do that is slightly exerting requires stamina. And the way you boost your stamina is not by leveling, but by eating certain kinds of food, right? So imagine you're on this tiny island. Swimming is one of those things that eats stamina. So swimming just across a little river can actually be a challenge in Valheim when you're early enough on because you don't have any food yet, right? This seed starts you on an island. You're basically trapped there until you figure out 
how to get the resources to get off of that island. Now, the thing is, it doesn't look like a river. It looks like you're on an island in the middle of a lake. Yeah, right. It's 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 more like a wide river if you think about it in game terms. But yes, you're in a lake, right? But it's the width of the where the island is to where the mainland is, is about... It didn't look, it didn't look swimmable to me in the stream. It's not show. swimmable. I, I started a single-player game just to see, and this the island is freaking tiny. It has the altar and a little bit of space on either side. Like, if I, if you put a workbench at one end of this thing, that whole end of the island is going to have no spawns on it. That's how small it is, right? Okay. So and are anyway, there actually any resources on the tiny altar island? Well, I, I don't want to ruin it, because I've already, okay. I've already right. tainted right. it myself right. by going to look at it, and I don't want to talk too much okay. about it. But what we're going to do is Mark and I who, as we've mentioned, play Valheim together on Tuesday nights. We're going to we're gonna have a live stream where we're going to start brand new characters and drop into this world with this crazy seed where we're trapped on this little island. And we're, we're going we're, we're gonna play the game until we figure out how to get off the island without dying. And, you know, if that happens in the first 20 minutes, maybe we'll keep playing Valheim just for fun. I don't know. But um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit harder of a challenge than just like a 15 minute, you know, whatever. There are hacky ways to do this. I'm going to try to make sure we don't do those things because there's ways to okay. reset your stamina by like doing things. We're not going to do that. We're going to play the game as intended and try to get off this island. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the reason this is an announcement is because it's going to happen next Wednesday, 520. Um, sorry, 420. I put five. It's four. So all you pot smokers, <laughs> all you pot it's smokers, you're not. It's actually the perfect challenge to, yeah. yeah, it's a perfect challenge to smoke a bowl before doing. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame right. I don't smoke. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, we talked about it a bit before we went live. I'll probably stream it on the Iron Sysadmin channels uh, just because I'm telling you guys. And why not, right? That way you guys can be notified when it happens. So if you're interested in watching two Vikings, maybe with alcohol, uh, trying to get off of a little island. <laughs> this this should be fun. This should be fun. The plan is to do it next we're Wednesday, gonna, we're, April twentieth. Totally gonna we're gonna try. We're gonna shoot for like seven thirty. I don't know if we'll go live at seven thirty, but that's when we're gonna get together and get things set up. So uh, I'll try to have it all prepared before then, <laughs> and this should be a good time. <laughs> yeah. All righty. All right. I think that's all the announcements. That that was a ton of preamble to get to an announcement. <laughs> It will certainly be a hoot, Gator. I think That's it's one thing it will be. I think it should be a fun time. Should be a fun time. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pick up some more whiskey before that. <laughs> or maybe I'll I maybe I'll learn how to make I a white Russian. Isn't it just like cream and Kahlua or something? I don't know what's in a white Russian. I think I would just look it up, right? That's what the internet's for. That's what the internet's for. Maybe I'll maybe I'll wear an old bathrobe, put on some kind of a yeah. matty, matted old wig. Something like, yeah, you will, yeah, Gangriff abides. Man, they peed on my rug. (laughs) Such a great movie. (laughs) I'm more of a Fargo Uh, guy, but yeah, the Big Lebowski's pretty good. (laughs) The scene scene where he's in the penthouse and and the dude, I forget what what his name was, the, the, the rich guy, he walks over to a, the, the pad and he writes something down real secretively and he takes the the one off the top of the stack and goes away, right? And Lebowski is in the room and he wants to see what he wrote down. So he goes over and he scribbles on it with a pencil. You know how you can see what the impression yeah. was. And the dude just drew a penis. 
<laughs> For some reason, that sticks out in my head. Like, and he just looks at it like, what? <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> uh, anyway, funny movie. All right. So I think we've successfully moved out of announcements and into chat. I think we have. <laughs> we are definitely solidly in chat now. I I have a complaint in chat, and this is, I should have known better. So um, I have been under the opinion for a very long time that as long as Microsoft Windows has implemented the Hibernate function, it has been a shit show. Oh, God, are you it, kidding me? It just doesn't work. Like back in no, the no, it never has like worked. Way I, back in like the Windows ninety five days, it was crap then, right? Well, now that I have this brandy new machine that I've only got a couple games on, nothing crazy going on on it, right? Windows eleven, I thought they must have fixed Hibernate by now. I'm gonna because no. I have a desktop now. I'm gonna use it to conserve power during the day when I'm not using it, right? Because this is a pretty beefy machine, Foolish and mortal. and I was doing that. It was working pretty well for a while, and then all of a sudden it starts like coming out of hibernate on its own for no apparent reason. It's just like, hi, I'm awake now. Let's do something I'm like, no, shut up, go to sleep. Um, now when I bring it out of hibernate, the displays don't come back and I have to hard power it off to get the damn displays back. I'm like, Microsoft, you get like one freaking job. <laughs> hibernate has one job to suspend the system and bring it back cleanly. No, I'm going to have to shut the thing down now. I think during the day in order to, uh, to, Mac does this fine. Linux does this fine. Microsoft can't get it right. I'm going to disagree that Linux always does it fine, but I think that's more of a more of a depends on the hardware situation. Yeah, I guess it could. What, it could. What I will say is that prior to being a Linux nerd, I did desk side support at Merck. Yeah. Where where we they had uh ThinkPads and they ran uh Windows Windows NT and then and then thankfully after that Windows XP and um yeah the Hibernate no it was always a train wreck it's a train it still is it, it's a train wreck it's it, probably it's, the same it's code not worth using it's probably the same code from Windows ninety five and they just sus carry it forward yeah suspend could do okay. Although yeah. it's st suspense still, still still sometimes got janky. Yeah. But hibernate where it has to write out the, the page file and then recover. Ah, I had so many, so many of my users just did not have a good experience with it. We just got to the point where like, yeah, you can't use hibernate. It just, yeah, this broke. It's broke AF. This, this doesn't differentiate between hibernate and suspend. I don't know which one it's executing, but I clicked the sleep button, like start power sleep right and yeah. I, I don't know which of those two actions it's taking but whatever it is it's garbage <laughs> well suspend was always just about stuff and ram right and it could quickly recover yeah hibernate it would write the state to the drive and then kind of kind of almost power down yeah and the the, the 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 good part of hibernate was you could you'd power it back up and it would boot quicker because yeah. it didn't have to do a full fresh boot. Yeah. It, it was never a good experience. Yeah. So the, the goal here is to keep the state, right? So like the browser I had open, the chat sessions I had open, I wanted to just go to sleep. And then when I come back to it, bring it back up and all my stuff is back. And that was working. And now it suddenly is more of a hassle than it's worth. 
and I, I'm I'm either going to leave it on all the time from now on, or I'm just going to shut it down in the morning, uh, or shut it down, you know, before I start work, uh, which is a pain in the ass because then I'm going to shut it down overnight too. So if I want to use my machine for an hour in the morning before I start work, it's going to be booted up, use yeah. it for that now, hour, my, turn it back off. Uh, it's my yeah. machines stay on all the time. I don't shut them down. Yeah, I was I was trying to do the good thing, trying to like soften the blow on the power bill, right? Because it's a desktop. Where when I had a laptop, so I would power. just when I when I had a laptop, I would close the lid and it would go to sleep and it was fine. Uh, but yeah, not so much with this one. So you know, this has been uh, Nate yelling at his computer. Hope you guys have enjoyed. <laughs> not even really yelling at your computer just griping about just your computer complaining about Microsoft which is a thing I've been doing for 20 years so I guess it's really not can you show us on the page file where Microsoft hurt you okay. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I got going on oh um, I've been tinkering with Kubernetes on DigitalOcean they have a Kubernetes offering they call D-O-K-S DigitalOcean Kubernetes service mm -hmm. maybe I don't know um, okay. I know, I know almost nothing about Kubernetes, so I thought it'd be a good place to learn without having to learn much about how to build Kubernetes, just to learn how to use Kubernetes. And it's, uh, so far not going well. <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> I'm just, okay, then. I'm just, I'm just going, well, I have the, the clusters up obviously, cause that was all automated. Uh, but I'm going through just some of their tutorial stuff. Is it obvious? And well, okay, maybe you're right, but uh, it is up and green. All the status things show green, and it appears to it appears to react the way I want it to. But I I'm going through one of their tutorials. I'm on step number three. Tutorials. Tutorials. Yeah. I'm on step number three, and it's already not working the way it's supposed to. <laughs> so That's okay. my brain, my brain. Ask my wife this. My brain has decided recently that omelets are actually omulets. Omulets. I don't have any friggin' clue where that came from. <laughs> Too many amulets. I'm either getting old or it's the long COVID from when I got OG COVID back in 2020. There you go. There you go. That's the... Uh, amulets. Uh, amulets. That's the, the mental or damage played that way, it causes. Yeah, played way too much net hack. That could be. To, re to retrieve the amulet. <laughs> uh, uh, let's... Oh, and the other thing so, is... So, uh, I've, oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so, so this Kubernetes thing that you're yeah. doing. Yeah. So they... they is it kind of like a one button press and they set the cluster up for you? Yeah. So and then what I was going to do is I was going to go through the procedure of trying to build um, OpenShift, OKD, the upstream of OpenShift on DigitalOcean because mm -hmm. I don't have the hardware to do it at home. I just don't have anything with enough uh, resources. And yes, Oof. there's options now that do like the tiny, tiny, tiny deployment micro shift or whatever. Uh, but I wanted the full OpenShift experience if I was going to do it. And, um, there's just, there's no, there doesn't appear to be an easy slash supportable way to do that on DigitalOcean. So I would have to go to Amazon or Azure or something, which is, which are options, right? But Azure. I'm already, I'm already on DigitalOcean. So I wanted to stick with DigitalOcean. And then I remembered that they have this Kubernetes service. I thought, well, so I talked to one of our shift TAMs at work and I'm like, look, if I learn Kubernetes, is this generally going to be pretty transferable? They're like, yeah, under the covers, it's all Kubernetes and it's going to be pretty similar. Yeah, and then Red Hat adds stuff on top of that. Right, but right. The Kubernetes is the fundamental stuff. Yep. So I figured, all right. And the goal here is I already have all of my services, like my website, ironsystem.com. They're all running in containers that are... Uh -huh 
pods that are defined in the same way you would define them in Kubernetes. So I figured my services are already halfway there. If I learn Kubernetes, I can then put them into Kubernetes and then I'll have a slightly be better deployment. Relatively easy to migrate them into the Kubernetes right. environment. But I need to learn Kubernetes first before I put production in quote quasi-production, right? Everything Things you're that saying I care so about. far makes makes yeah. sense, dude. Everything so, you're saying makes sense. So yeah. What is step three? Step three was building an ingress controller that would take the traffic from the world and pass it on to the containers that I built. The containers are these dirt simple things that just echo back. They're called echo. They're like a special uh -huh. container that does nothing but run a website that says what you told it to say. <laughs> right, so <laughs> right. that you can test to make sure so the you can ingress test, controller is right? working. The ingress controller, I set it up. It's It says it's pointing to the containers. I go to it, it comes up with an Nginx error that says not found. Nginx is the, is the ingress controller. So Nginx, the ingress controller, appears to be serving something that says, I don't know where that is. Instead of so passing it is, on. So is uh, the ingress <laughs> controller part of the managed services that are given to you? You have to set that up it's, separately? Like, how it's, does a, that work? It's, a, it's part of the tutorial, how you define the stuff, right? So I define the containers in a pod, and then I define the ingress controller. Um, hmm. Like I said, step three in the tutorial. So I'm just following their directions. They say, change this to your domain, set up these DNS entries, and then it should work. And then, you know, once this works, move on to the next Won't step. Work. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong here? I'm on step freaking three. <laughs> like, how did I mess this so, up already? So <laughs> I think with, with OpenShift and Kubernetes, you need to be able to do, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like wildcard DNS. I'm not even there yet. These are these are like static DNS entries that point to the ingress controller's IP address, and it's supposed to work this way. Can you ping the IP address? Yeah, it responds. It responds with a not found error <laughs> when I go to it. So it is responding. It's just not getting to the back end that it's supposed to for some reason. I don't know why. So uh, our our coworker Brian has been coaching me through some of this stuff, and I'm I'm gonna have to set up some time with him to figure out what the hell I did now. Now, because this is DigitalOcean, do they have support or no? Oh, yeah, I could probably go that route. Um, I feel like I'm surrounded by enough Shift and Kubernetes experts that I probably don't need it. But if it comes down to that, I can certainly do that. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna challenge you a little bit because, like, it's step friggin' three in their tutorial. And if it's not working, what's going on? Yeah, well, if I did something wrong is what I want to know first, which is why I figured I would talk right. to someone who knows Kubernetes. All right. Well, there you go. So, but well, you're right. You're right. I could contact their support and go, "Hey, what did I do wrong here?" So, see if they the, can help me. Really, what it comes down to is, is computers are hard. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something to be said about learning how they work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, this is a new thing I'm diving into. I knew I was going to run into roadblocks. I didn't think I would run into them on step number three. That's all. I mean, all you need to do is write an article, and a monkey could do it, right? Yeah. Isn't right. That, that's exactly. Isn't that what they've been trying to do that for the past thirty years. That's, IT. that's how computers just, work. Just yeah. have enough knowledge articles, and we can just outsource it to someone who can read the article. Yeah, this is yeah, so simple. That'll it should work. all just work. It runs. That'll that'll go well. So yeah, the only other thing I have going on is uh, that I've gone a little bit further down the Apple uh, lock-in path, and that is that mm -hmm. I got an Apple Watch. I I well which is means that it's the edge device for your iphone yeah i have an edge device for my iphone now so, i love uh, the apple watch oh yeah it's great um normally i don't like to buy hardware that is dependent on other hardware but in this case i mean it's an edge device yeah it really is 
it's just meant to work with the iPhone and it works so well with the iPhone. I had a Fitbit. It does a fantastic job. I had a Fitbit for a long time, which was not terrible, but it had these weird little fiddly problems. Like it sometimes would I think that's the kindest sink. thing you can say about the Fitbit with the iPhone. It's not terrible. Yeah. Whereas the well, Apple Watch is flawless. Like for the most part, it did its job, but I kept running into these problems where it would, like it's supposed to sync automatically, right? I'm not supposed to even have to think about it. It's, good. it's supposed to sync every so often. It tracks my steps. It gives me notifications, whatever, right? The notifications weren't always flawless. The sync would sometimes just not work for weeks on end and I wouldn't even know it. I'd go in to check something and realize I don't have data for the last two months and I'd have to sync it yeah, and then it would take forever, I, right? So I finally just I got a- similar challenges with the Fitbit. I finally just got fed up with it and I had some- uh, well, we've talked about this before. I had some reward points from work. I had just enough to buy an Apple Watch SE, and that's what I bought. I figured I'd buy the the cheaper Apple Watch and make sure I didn't hate it, right? And uh, to be honest, I don't know what I'm missing out on by not having bought the more expensive you, one, but this is great. You, it works you great. Don't, you don't need the one that's got cell service. The only time you need that, the only time, the only real use case for the one that's got the cellular service built in yeah. is if you don't carry you don't your, your phone, phone with right. you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't the difference. This was this is the SE that I bought. Okay, so and it's probably there's the, the probably a smaller display, maybe the, the six, not as bright. The six, I think, is what you have, and the yeah. the seven is the latest, right? So I don't really I know. Six. I don't really know the difference between the seven and the SE. This was the five hundred dollar one. Other than two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars, which is exactly yeah. why I bought the SE. So it's been working but, great. But and, I got you know, this essentially half off because I used Red Hat Rewards. Yeah, which is what I probably could have done because that's about how many rewards I had. But um, instead, I just, you know, I just decided my daughter had one and would would I I just I decided to just go big or go home. Yeah, that was the other thing. I didn't have hands on experience with any Apple watches. I had used you love yours. Uh, Jason loves his. So that was a pretty good review. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to spend that kind of money on something I wasn't sure about. Uh, and after I bought well, this, this does all uh, this does all the health shit too. Oh, we, yeah, so like, does, does yours measure your blood ox and all that other stuff? Uh, it doesn't do. I don't think it does blood oxygen. It does heart rate. It does, uh, you know, like the usual. It does all the stuff the Fitbit did, which is really what I was looking to replace. But it does step and exercise tracking and and. Uh, I don't think yeah. it does. No, I, don't, I don't think fantastic. it does blood ox. Um, it does blood ox, but. Uh, is that worth $250? I don't know. Is there... I don't know. The only other thing, and maybe this is another difference, the battery life maybe on this... Maybe it isn't. The battery on life on this isn't awesome. But it's about on par with where the Fitbit was. This'll, uh, this'll do a day and a half if it's doing all the stuff I tell it to do. Okay. That's about the same then. Yeah. The only time the only time the battery life is ever an issue with this thing is when I'm... was when I do multi-day camping trips. Yeah. Blood Ox 97% right now. Yeah. So this'll this'll get me a day and a half to two days. But it takes like two hours to charge, which is the thing that the, the yeah, Fitbit charges my charge Fitbit would charge quick. in like half an hour, which is what uh so I was hoping for. But I I have this little three I have this little three D Macintosh I yeah. put in it. That's yep. got I that you can see the charger thing in it. So I just I just drop it in in the morning as part of the Oh, okay. Day. That's cool. 
Yeah, and it looks it's a it's a Mac SE, the like the old classic all in one Mac. Yeah, so the, I just the watch display is in the front of it. I just put it. Uh, I have the charger on my nightstand, and it's the same thing I did with the Fitbit. When I get up in the morning, I put it on charge. Red band. Yep, and then Red by band. the time I've showered and stuff, it's charged, and I put it back on. So I figured I don't want like to wear this like in the shower wear, anyway. I like to wear it to bed. So yeah, I do that. Oh, you wear it overnight? Okay. Yeah, first when I get up in the morning, I put it on on charge, and then. By the time that's essentially stuff, what I'm put doing. It back on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but that's that's my newest thing. It's neat. Well, I like it. Welcome to the family. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like the fact that it has the knob. I thought the knob would be silly, but it actually the works. The knob is spectacular. It works really well. It's, am, it's a nice UI. I like it. I was ready to be super skeptical. And within 24 hours, I'm like, I love this. I never not want to have it. Yeah. It was, I mean, I like it enough that I went and bought my wife one because she also had a Fitbit. I went and bought her one mm. like a week after I bought and just mine. Like, just like, <laughs> just like the just glance at your wrist, like when you get a text or something or, yeah. or notification, like, oh, okay, that's gone. Yeah, well, I mean, the Fitbit in theory did that. The problem yeah, is... Yeah, so did mine, but it was, in, it was not yeah. consistent. The problem is I would do this and the screen wouldn't come on and then I have to hit the button or I would be laying in bed button, I, and I would just move my hand and it would light up the whole freaking room, right? It's like, yeah. it's not even now pointed watch, at my face. Why did you wake the up? Watch, the watch <laughs> is smart about that. In fact, you got you to spin, spin the little wheel if you want to see what time it is in the middle of the night Yeah, to bring it back up. I, so, I really like it. Yeah, yeah, I like mine too. Well, congratulations. Anyway, what do you got going on? Uh, what do I got going on? So I, I I know that I've talked about Elden Ring at least once. Um, According to people who've played it more than me, I'm probably 60 to 70% through it, meaning that um, if I wanted to race towards the end, <coughs> I could get there fairly quickly, but there's so much side content and there's no one path just because of the way the game works that that's just a guess right but but i do have a channel where you can watch me roll around and throw magic rocks at at uh <laughs> bosses yeah because every time every time i kill an enemy that's that's of any significance either a boss or a mini boss i just hit the button on the ps5 controller and i can save recent gameplay and I can do it like last 30 seconds, last minute, last three minutes, last five minutes, up to the whole friggin' session. And then there's on-screen tools to just crop. That's cool. So, and then I hit, I after I crop it and save it, I just hit share to YouTube. It goes right up on my YouTube channel. And then after the session, I just go and edit them. Like I give them proper titles and maybe put a little yeah. color in there. Yeah. So... It, it it's kind of fun. I can go back and look at the progression of, of how far I've come in the game. And it's just, it's, 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 I've played a Souls game before. This is for those of you who are gamers and might be familiar. This is the same company that bought you, brought you the original Demon Souls and then the Dark Souls series, then Bloodborne, then Sakura, I think is the game. I think that's from Soft Sakura. I don't know. But the point is they're kind of known for being uh difficult and uh you die a lot yeah now but they're not like twitchy in the sense that if you don't have like 13 year old reflexes you're right. you're never going to win uh, 
like combat is actually fairly uh fairly medium paced i would say so part of the game is is observing enemies observing their move sets as you move to new areas and run into different enemies they're not all going to have the same move sets or skills or anything like that yeah and and learning how to dodge learning how to block knowing how to counter and in my case i play mostly sorcery so it's about learning how to maintain my distance and exploit positioning and throw magic rocks but i now have this really cool new spell called comet azure uh it basically fires the wave motion cannon like i stand there and it's this blue beam that just like does mega damage that's awesome and normally it can drain your mana very quickly but there's also this thing you have called the wondrous physique it's essentially a a, a one-shot potion that resets every time you rest at at a campfire a site of grace and you you take these uh these uh tears and you mix two tears together and so the potion always has two characteristics i used to i used to rock what's essentially what's the potion in diablo the purple ones they heal both your health and your mana yeah rejuvenation, rejuvenation potions. potions yeah i effectively made a rejuvenation potion which i used for quite a while but now i'm rocking one the one jewel puts up a, a damage shield which will completely absorb the damage from one hit. The other gem, and this is one I recently found, uh, lets you cast and not spend mana for 10 seconds. Nice. I think you can see where this is going. Yeah. So find the enemy, pop the potion, and wave motion gun the thing and melt it. <laughs> So, so this right here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to, to share a video in our chat. This is me basically wave motion, doing the wave motion cannon on a dragon. So I'm throwing that in the uh, Twitch chat for people who want to take a look. Cool. And that's, that's so in that, the show that, notes as well, folks, if you want to yeah. check it out yeah. later. So, if you're so listening. I dr yeah, it, it, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the most recent videos in the playlist, but that's the specific one video. And so I've been going back. It's not a, it's it. Here's the thing about my videos. What you don't see for the most part is all the ones where I die horribly. I, I post videos after I finally beat a boss. Some of them are after many attempts. There's one or two where I put some hilarity in there and you get to see me croak to something. But for the most part, do not be fooled. I am not going in there and one shotting all these difficult things. This it's often taking multiple attempts, trying different tactics, and then I win. Uh, but it's 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 oddly uh I never thought I'd be into like the Souls games, like they always terrified me a little bit. But because Elden Ring has this whole open world aspect to it, where the uh, the, the previous Souls games were often very linear. Like if you got stuck at a boss, you weren't getting past it until you ground a little bit, maybe got a little leveled up. But with Elden Ring, because it's open world, if you get stuck on a boss, well, you can probably go somewhere else. There's probably something else to discover or a different boss to fight. And there's actually about, there's over 80 bosses in the game. You have to kill less than a dozen to actually complete the story. Those are like what people would consider mandatory bosses. And some of them aren't even mandatory depending upon 
the progression you take. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. I'm also trying to, to read as little, like I'm trying to be as not spoiled as possible because people already have crazy guides on what to do and everything. So I'm trying to not read that stuff and discover as much as I can. And it's really been a great experience that way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What I haven't had a chance to do yet is try the new No Man's Sky patch, which lets you be a space pirate now. Yes. Have, I'm, you, have you jumped into that yet? I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. I have not yet, though. So back, I, I've, I've told you this before, that to me, No Man's Sky brings back memories of my old Trade Wars 2002 days. And oh, absolutely. I always played that as a pirate. And you could not do that in No Man's Sky, or at least not sort of it wasn't very fulfilling. Yeah, it's really not fleshed out. Right. Like you could go around killing the good guys, but you didn't really become a pirate, per se. This new update brings in brings in like true piracy aspects. You can be an outlaw. You can smuggle things. You can like be Han Solo. It's it sounds pretty cool. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm yeah. I'm really happy because the last update was cool with the, you know, they brought in an update that that brought in more. They fleshed out the Sentinels more and stuff. And that was cool and all. But to be honest, it wasn't what I was looking for in No Man's Sky. I don't want the Sentinels to be more annoying than they were already. And they're pretty um, freaking annoying. They're annoying. Now they're annoying and powerful, which sucks. Right. I think it sucks. Uh, but they did flesh out the mech suit piece, which I thought was cool that they they expanded the ability to customize mm-hmm. your your uh, Minotaur. Um, but this sounds awesome. And there they have an expedition coming that's around the same theme around the, the um, pirates thing, which I will definitely play. The last expedition I thought was really disappointing, too. I started playing it. It's all about taming animals and becoming I, friends with your animals. And I. I played a couple hours of it. And I'm like, I really, I just don't have the interest in coming back to this one. <laughs> I got, I got distracted by it was either Horizon or Elden Ring, and just totally yeah. blew off that ex, that expedition. Yeah, I think I it closed. It, it closed a week or two ago, and to be honest, I like I felt no yeah. motivation to go back and work on it. <laughs> but I, yeah, I will do the new expedition. Yeah, that, I will, I will probably really do it cool. too. Yeah, I was gonna try some this morning before work, and for what I, I guess the there was a patch that the ps5 hadn't downloaded yeah because it it either it 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 probably just checks it periodically and it hadn't hadn't done yeah yeah i I patched i patched mine on pc this morning i really want to do it in vr um which means i need to devote some more time to it than i would in flat mode just because when i get into vr i want it to be for more than a 15 minute gaming session i want to like devote a couple hours to it yeah yeah oh i'm definitely gonna try i'm yeah. definitely gonna hop into vr with it too yeah but i i i want i was gonna give it a run on the ps5 and it did not yeah uh, so work out. so i played i played a little elden ring instead I that, that you know i mean um tomorrow's a holiday maybe i'll uh maybe i'll play some no man's sky maybe i gotta pick josh up from school he's we're, he's coming home for easter weekend so is Shannon that and i are driving out in the morning is that more important he, than no man's sky Probably it's it sadly is. And then he wants to see the new, he wants to see the new Sonic movie. Uh, so he and I like kids to see, want to that, see that maybe in the afternoon. My kids yeah. want to see that. Too. I, Josh and I saw the the first one and it was actually moderately amusing. It was surprisingly. Not, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So we're just going to we're going to we're going to give it a go. Pretty good. But uh, yeah, so that's but uh, I will get No Man's Sky in this weekend. I, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just play more Elden Ring. I will be playing something. We <laughs> yeah. know that. And uh, yeah, and then other than that, 
the uh, the manager role, I think it's going really well. I Good. I saw you I've got to some... put your first uh, your first announcement for somebody's uh, ten year anniversary. Ten year, yeah, yeah double I puck. You, I thought you did a good job of uh, of typing oh, of crafting that. Good job oh, there. Thank you. It was fun. I had some fun with it. But you know, I've got a good crew working on hiring some more. Uh, it's 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 a different perspective, and without doing too much inside baseball on this podcast, um. I have a little bit more of an appreciation for some of the recent changes that we've done in the organization. I'm happy to, we should probably chat about that. Not in this forum. Um, yeah, there's, well, I'll, I'll say from my perspective, there's been some like questionable things, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to bore We're, folks on the yeah. podcast. I'm sure there's reasons for all of it. It just looks weird from my perspective, but uh, I, yeah, I, sure. I, honestly, it, it, I kind of felt the same and not that they gave, not that, I was in Raleigh, and then they implanted a chip in me. That did not happen. But Wait, there's a lot. I get it. There, yeah, now you get it. Let me see but the scar. Was, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the J scar. Lift yeah. up, lift up your the, the your hairline in the back. I want to see where the scar is. Yeah, now, I don't know who Gator Bite is in real life. Is Gator? That's that. That's another alter ego for. Uh, well, I don't know. Does does he want us to? Gator, go ahead and tell Mark who you are if you want him to know. If not, I'll tell him when we're not on the air. <laughs> All right. I, I, is Gator Bite a rat hatter? Is it's really it's someone you know, but I know there was a point where he had a very strict division between different profiles, and I don't know if he's past that or not. So, All right. I suspect I know who it you might You probably be, know who it is. Anyway. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk later. Um, All right. So, yeah, you got to go back to, to Raleigh. How, how is it? Is it still standing? Does does the... Does the building feel all it different is, now? It is still standing. There were, there were, I definitely got to, I got some wonderful business appropriate hugs with some old friends of mine. Uh, I got to eat at Oak City Meatballs, which was still mm, chef kiss. Really. Did you go to the I pit? I really like their meatballs. Did not go to the pit. Uh, I did take my team out for some delicious sushi. Okay. At Sono, that great sushi place. That's a place where Greg Scott, who's been on the show, Yep. Where he he had never been to a sushi place and <laughs> he's Neister like House. Oh yeah. Oh, this this green stuff. This must be some sort of pistachio thing or whatever. And he shoves the whole <laughs> ball of hot wasabi in his mouth. You know. Uh don't let people from Minnesota to sushi places without adult supervision. There are too many people that have that exact same story. My mother in law did that, and it was even featured in a cars movie. <laughs> yeah. So I saw it happen in real time. Yeah, it was it was friggin hilarious. I bet. Um, but yeah, no, Raleigh was good. Cool. Most irritating part was having to wear a mask on the flight um, and through the airports. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe in masking. I think it, it, it helps reduce stuff. But that part, that part was the most if I had to pick the most annoying part, that would be it. Yeah. I flew Delta because fuck you, United, and everything went great. In fact, I even got a free upgrade at the gate. Yay. Like the, the person's thing went off. They're like, oh, Mr. Richter, you've gotten an upgrade. You get to move up into the into the, into the the better seat. And I'm like, yes, I will take that. <laughs> no, I'd so, rather not. I'm just going to stay in my cramped seat. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Is that even an option? And, I, and my seat partner, she was delightful. It was like two extroverts next to each other. So, so... We became, you know, by the time we landed, uh, we, we were like best friends almost. It's sort of like that meme, which is like when my wife and I travel 
the husband and wife get separated. The wife's the introvert, and she's you know at at the point that she's telling the story, she's already apologized to the person next to her for banging it, you know, several times. Yeah. Meanwhile, the husband sharing beef jerky with complete strangers <laughs> and is already in somebody's wedding. Yeah. Right. And so. Yeah. Sounds about right. But it was a good trip. Very good trip. <sighs> It'll be nice to get back to the tower. I'm looking forward to doing that at some point. You did get to go to the tower, right? New like, hire is the last time I was there. Right, but you've you've actually been there. Like yeah. there's a whole bunch of red hatters that have never seen never, it. Never who've never been there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was I was I'm not gonna say I was one of the last, but because I'm sure there were lots of new hire orientations that happened in the weeks and months since I was hired. But uh, but yeah, I was there in October 19, and I think, what was it, February or March of 2020 that uh, travel was shut down and the tower was shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just want to know who it is, so Gator can ping me on Gchat. Because <laughs> my phone's right here. And I won't reveal your secret identity. Shh, it's a secret. Anyway, secret, super secret. All right. So I think we're good to move on to the into the news, right? We're like, uh, what, 45 oh, minutes yeah, in just got... talking about chat. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because there's a few things we do want to talk about. Yeah, this this could be uh, an interesting news section. All right. Let me let me find the right transition button. Push the button, Frank. Someday, whoever owns the rights to that sound clip, the push the button, Frank, are going to find us, sue us. Hey, I, I, I think they got better things to do. You're probably to worry right. about us. You're probably right. I think the creators of Mystery Science Theater 3000 would probably be cool about it, but there's probably some like production company or whatever that owns it that would probably not be cool about it because <laughs> that's just the way this stuff usually works. All right, so in the news tonight, we've got a couple interesting ones. Uh, the first one comes from CBS News. Um, apparently, so you may know this already, Elon Musk bought apparently a bunch of shares in Twitter. I don't know if that was a recent thing or if his next announcement was the only recent thing, but apparently it means he has like a controlling stake in Twitter, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the way I read this. I'm, I'm not a financial guy. Well, he owned 10%. That's not a controlling stick. I mean, okay. that's, a, that's a fair amount, but 10%. That, that means that, yeah, 10%, there can still be not, the other 90% can tell them to go right. pound sand. Right. And, and like, to have a controlling stake, you need 51%. Okay. So apparently he's offered I've to- I've Silicon Valley. He's, he's offered to buy enough that he can then own Twitter. Right. Oh, yeah, right here. It says he owns a 9.2% stake, so he's not a controller, but yes. Uh, he wants to spend, what is it, 43 billion is that the number here yeah it's a lot of money it's more than elon, I have lying around elon musk is offering to buy twitter for 43 billion dollars saying the social media company needs to be transformed as a private company so i'm not certain how i feel about that i don't know enough about elon musk as to know what his motivations may be here like if this was mark zuckerberg i'd be like oh hell no this is bad this is a very bad thing i don't know if musk is that guy I don't know if I care. Well, okay. I don't know if I care enough about Twitter. Like I know to some people it's very important. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's kind of my preferred social media at this point. And even then, I don't use it a ton. So if it vanished tomorrow, I don't think I'd be that upset. But I know a lot of people, like, this is it. This is like their online social life. 
Eh, well, then they need a life. Um, <laughs> I mean, Twitter's just not that important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, you're right. Um, one comment we sh- we sort of talked about this prior. I I don't know what it is with nerds and Elon Musk, but there's way too many nerds that like think he's like some real world Tony Stark, the great example, whatever. Well, you know, he's he makes actually, he's actually a bit of a douche. He makes electric cars and has rockets. Yeah, but <laughs> like to read about his background, like you know, it, he's it, it, like his family money. What didn't his family make a lot of money with emerald mines, which is essentially modern slavery? Awesome, that's fun. And I he didn't, didn't know invent that. The, he didn't invent the Tesla. Like his engineers did. Like the dude's not an engineer. He's not right. like some super genius. I guess my point is. Yeah, he's a billionaire, but he's like it's like many like 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 people like who worship I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the name. Like people worship Trump as like this great businessman. Yeah. And he actually wasn't a right. great businessman. Right. And and Musk is almost like he inherited a lot of his money. And yeah, maybe he's made some clever business moves and stuff, but like Tesla, the company, did not need him to invent the technology. He's not actually and and SpaceX, like he's not inventing anything there either. Like I don't know. I, I, I guess the hero worship of people like him and Bezos and yeah Zuckerberg that just that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, like yeah, they're they're leaders. Yeah, like they struck where the iron was hot and they made savvy business decisions. Maybe. But they're also fucking psychopaths. <laughs> Generally, yes. <laughs> right? Because, like, you look at Amazon. Does Bezos really need that much money? Oh, like, Bezos, in, I mean, by all accounts, is a terrible human being. <laughs> like, the workforce at, uh, the workforce like, in Amazon is, like, abused. Have you, have you followed any of their attempts to unionize? Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're, they're putting up what was it they did? It was, and this wasn't the most recent vote, but uh, back, it was like a year or so ago, they had a vote, right, where they had to mail in ballots or something. And what they did is they they put a mailbox outside of the office, and then they had an Amazon manager sit at the mailbox, right, to to like make sure that that it was all handled properly or whatever, right. And what that did was psychologically, people were afraid to put their ballots in, so nobody put in ballots. <laughs> yeah it's like that's the kind of shit that amazon pulls at at bezos's I, I, direction that, right? that, that might be borderline illegal i know right it, it, it's probably right on the edge of legal and that's why they did it that way and because of that yeah. even though all the workers are like we have to unionize it it didn't pass because you know it, it was voted against because not enough people voted it's like that's the kind of yeah. crap they pull I think haven't there been some locations that got a successful vote? I don't know the the specifics so ever. Everyone, I, I saying, basically know what I've heard through the news that I listen to, and they that's what they were what they had reported. All right, our live audience is saying that there could be an audio issue. I don't know if they've checked all the platforms. Uh, no audio now. Too, I'll have to finish. I don't know, man. It should be working.
Once the Musk trash talk has started. <laughs> well, look, as long as you can hear me and I can hear you, we can finish the recording. Well, yeah, because it is a podcast. Yes, right. right. So, so, so uh, yeah, yeah I, don't just... know. I don't know what's going to play out with that. Yeah. Last time YouTube recovered faster. Yeah. This next one. The next article, the metaverse, some metaverse company. Well, first of all, the fact that they're calling it metaverse company annoys me. Yeah, right. A metaverse company. Yeah. So they so, so they lose points already. Yeah, that's because just, it's so vague. You know, buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Somnium Space. What they're doing is they're they're trying to start a service where they capture so much personal data that they can create an avatar in virtual space that you can communicate with and it's your dead loved one. Yes. Like this is creepy. (laughs) Essentially it, 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 it's a way to YouTube doesn't have video. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I guess the streams didn't recover, so that's just the way it is. Yeah. Finish listening to it as a podcast. Yeah. I swear hand to heart. There was literally a Black Mirror episode about this. Yeah, I'm sure there was. And probably lots and of other science fiction in, in similar. But yeah, this this guy's like, oh, yeah, um, his grandfather or his father got ill or his grandfather got ill. Right. No, his, his father got ill and he had this thought because it's like, oh, my children will never know their grandfather. It's like, well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. This is the finality right. of life, though. Right. Like this yeah. is this is a very philosophical the thing at this point. Life. <laughs> I mean, la, we're la, 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 la. we're yeah. we're we're going through this now because my mother-in-law is sick, right? My my wife would probably give anything to have her have her life extended, but I don't think she would want a digital a virtual a digital AI driven representation of her mother. It just isn't the same thing, right? Like I I don't. I get that people don't want to let go, but this feels this feels unhealthy, <laughs> like not just weird and creepy, so, but unhealthy. There was a Black Mirror episode and Black Mirror, for those of you who don't know, you can watch it on Netflix. Um, it is a dystopian uh, science fiction show. It is meant to be a warning, not an instruction manual. <laughs> right. <laughs> And there's an episode called Be Right Back where a woman uses a service to communicate with her dead boyfriend. I mean, it is basically what this company is trying to do. Yeah. So I'm going to actually I'm going to actually link that in the show notes. Be I'm going right to have to I'm going to have to look up uh, Black Mirror. It sounds like there's a lot of show, or a lot of episodes of that that are right up my alley that I would love to watch. Oh, geez, you would. You would absolutely, it, it's it's actually fr- pretty friggin' amazing. Yeah, it's, sounds it. it's a great. And again, it's some of them are really dank, and are depressing, and some of them are fantastic. But they all like again, it it really is an exploration of how far, you know, how far can you ethically push technology? Yeah. Um, crazy. <laughs> and, and it's 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 that episode of Black Mirror. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, 
it starts as an AI, which you can then download into an Android body. Wow. That is creepy. <laughs> but that's where this could go, yeah. right? Same it concept. Could. Same concept. It could. Once Android bodies are affordable, right? And I'm, I mean affordable in the thousands, not, not affordable in the billions that they probably are now, right? Because I'm sure you could get an Android body right now if you really, really, really had a bunch of money and really, really, really wanted to. Fatty big chat chat. So yeah, um, apparently, and I, I, I don't know. Did it say in here whether they could actually do this yet or it's just a plan? Um, I think they're 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 gonna try to make it happen. Yeah. Sounds like it's not it's not in existence yet, but it is a thing they want to do. Kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. So that article was from Vice. Sorry, Motherboard by the Vice. So apparently it's not just Vice, it's Motherboard. It's like a column, I guess, on Vice. All right, so our next article comes from Mac Rumors, and the, the title is Apple Says Plan for Nearly 50% Commission on Metaverse Purchases lays bare meta's hypocrisy now there's a lot of there's a lot of like confusion in that title i had to read it a few times myself yeah. to understand exactly what they were saying because they're talking about meta the company their metaverse which is essentially what is it facebook uh facebook's there version was a, of being ioi i can't remember the name of it there was facebook worlds was it facebook worlds I, um, I don't know, because I'm not going to engage. Yes, I, I agree. Anyway, uh, so there's some backstory here. Uh, apparently, Zuckerberg was mad at Apple because the Apple store takes a pretty hefty cut of the the cost. You know, when, when you buy something on the Apple store, they take a pretty hefty commission yeah. out of that. Right. Uh, well, now Meta, also known as Facebook, is going to do the same thing for purchases in their metaverse, except when it's almost fake land or it's almost fifty percent commission. Yeah, right. If you buy NFTs right. or land or apps or whatever, almost a fifty percent commission. Now they they break down some of what that is. It's like thirty percent hardware fee on top of a seventeen and a half percent platform fee. Which, yes, I get it. Right, hardware fee. I get their quote unquote free metaverse costs them money to run. They need to pay for that somehow, but it is. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty crazy, right? If you're going to make fun of other tech companies for taking a cut for very similar expenses, you should probably try to do better with your own expenses, not take a full 50%, almost 50%. Well, it's pretty crazy. Again, Zuckerberg's an asshole. Yep. Who has more money than he ever will need. Yep. And he is coming from a position, and this is super arrogant, by the way, that Facebook has already won and yeah. will be this metaverse if it should appear. Yep. So yep. I hope this, I hope he tries this and it just crashes and burns and loses him a ton of money and credibility. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I feel like I'm beating a drum here, but folks, this is not the future we need for what no. they're calling and web three or metaverse. Do not, don't, don't do let not Facebook blindly, win by default. Do not blindly accept Facebook as your metaverse overlords. There are there are so many other options out there. There are other companies that are doing a similar model to Meta. There are companies that are doing more open models. There are companies that are doing free 
I should say there are individuals even that are doing free open source models, which personally, for obvious reasons, I think is the the method that should win. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. not history... That you, not that you can't make money doing something yeah. like this, but... History kind of shows us that except for a couple of standout exceptions, open source rarely wins, which is sad. Like, correct me if I'm wrong there, but if you look at the number of companies that are successful based on open source compared to the companies that are successful based on the firm grip they have on their customers because their software is closed... It's not very balanced. At least I don't think it's very balanced. No. And I it, think it's not. we're going to see a similar thing play out with these metaverse things, right? Unless unless people The irony is that the irony is that is that Facebook uses a a, a rel derivative. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they in fact so they're they use, partially our fault. They were they were they they use something like CentOS Stream, don't they? Yeah, they're thought, actually I, I guess we got to. Yeah, I thought that was one of the cases where people were like, look, Facebook's using it. Don't complain. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's and I don't want to go on too much about this, but opinions I, on this podcast are my own and do not reflect the opinions of Red Hat or IBM. Yeah. So at any rate, um, yeah, Facebook meta is going to take a ton of money out of every sale on their metaverse. Surprise. I want I want Zuckerberg to crash and burn on this one. Yeah, I don't think he will. It's 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 a sad outlook, but I don't think he people will. People are too stupid. Yeah, you're right. He's the masses will it, flock to Facebook. It may not turn out that they are the de facto standard, but they are certainly going to succeed. Nah. I think. Boo. All right. So our last article of the day comes from Science.org, or just Science. I guess science. Is the it's Science on the web. Um, so I just thought this was neat. Um, thermal batteries could efficiently store wind and solar power in a renewable grid. So one of the problems with renewable energy or energy in general is that once it's generated, uh, you need to be either be, you need to either use it or store it, right? And storing it isn't always the most efficient, right? Because if you store, I don't know, a gallon of crude oil, um, Barring certain circumstances, that gallon of crude oil will generally always be turnable into energy by simply opening the barrel and pouring it into a thing that turns it into energy by burning it or whatever. Uh, power, once it's generated, storing it is generally, there's like loss to that, right? You put it in a battery, yeah, sure. a battery has a shelf life, um, certain c capacitors and whatnot, they, they just have a certain amount of drain. The amount of energy you put in isn't always the amount of energy you get out, there's loss there. If it sits for too long, there's loss there, right? Uh, so one of the problems with renewable energies is, yeah, we can like set up a windmill or a solar panel or whatever to make energy, but it has to kind of get used right away, right? Right. And if it's if it's overcast, your solar panels aren't getting the sun that they need to generate it a lot of power. That's why most solar systems, I don't mean solar systems, but solar electric systems. Uh, I understood where you were coming. Come from. with some kind of capacitance, like a like a battery or something that's in your house that stores stores power for overnight and for when it's cloudy out. And you're also still connected to the power grid, so that if all that fails, you still get power from the power grid, right? So you're not always, even if you're on solar, wind, or or whatever power, you're not always 100% isolated from the power grid. You're still you still need to depend on that because it's difficult to store enough electricity 
for long-term use, right? So um, all that to say, there has been a breakthrough in basically storing... So one of the ways that they, they're trying to solve this problem is by storing electricity as heat, which I don't fully understand exactly how they're doing that. I guess they're using the electricity to generate heat and then storing the heat, which also sounds yeah. like it would be difficult to maintain, but they must have figured out how to do that. Or maybe yeah, they're still working the on that piece. I don't know. But uh, this article is about they have now figured out how to take the stored heat energy and turn it back into electricity. Not figured out, but they've developed a way to do so, right? Which I think is kind of cool, right? So we're not yeah, there so yet. This, this, this part of the article reads really casual, which to me sounds crazy. The idea is to feed surplus wind or solar electricity to a heating element, which boosts the temperature right. of a liquid metal bath or graphite block to several thousand degrees. Right. Several thousand degrees? Right. But that apparently what they can do is they, they essentially have, um, you take that stored heat to a metal film or filament and the heat actually makes that glow like like a light bulb and it, it emits it, it then emits light and then that light is converted to electricity so it's a, it's a, it's you basically turn the heat into light and then the light into electricity and it's about getting the right materials and combinations to take X amount of heat and turn it into X amount of electricity and the too long didn't read is this dude's experiments he, it looks like he can take about 46% of the total energy and convert it from heat to electricity, which is pretty damn good. Considering that the same technique not that long ago was just a yeah. cut, like 6%. I mean, if you... So, the one of the things that people who haven't really dug into it don't realize is solar panels, for example. Uh, yes, they generate electricity. For the size of the solar panel and the amount of electricity it could generate... There's a ton of loss. It's like you get like nine or 10%. Last time I looked into this out of that panel of, of what it could generate. There's that much loss, right? Yeah. And then of course that has to be stored in a thing, which has more loss. And there was a point where people who had solar basically had it to say they have solar, right? <laughs> it was almost not worth it. That's of course changed over time. But um, I was talking to my dad, who's an electric, who has an electrical engineering degree uh, but, of course, is not up to the minute nowadays. He's older and retired. He's not quite into the industry like he used to be. But he's like, solar panels were a joke back then. Like, back oh, yeah. when he was learning. They were just like, yeah, they're a cool technology. They have no practical use at all. And he's still stuck One in that day mindset. they might right? be helpful. Yeah. Well, now we're getting to the point where they're kind of helpful. Uh, but then you have all these other problems. And this is one of them. And it's cool that we're getting closer to a solution. So you're right. Almost 50% of that heat energy back into electricity, that is kind of cool, right? That That's that's like kind of a breakthrough. It sounds like, oh, but I've lost 50% of the energy. Sure, you have, but it's better than having lost 70% of the energy, which is maybe where we were before, <laughs> right? I don't know yeah. if they if you give you numbers as to how much of an improvement this is over where we used to be, but uh, that's pretty cool. We used to, the original tech based on this, and I just, I closed the window by mistake. It was single digit. Yeah. It was single digit, maybe 6%. Right. So that's huge. Right. And, huge. you know, maybe this breakthrough in 10 years leads to 80% of that energy. Right. Maybe in another 10 years, it leads to 98% of that energy. Right. And we just get better and better as it goes. So cool stuff. Just looking at chat quick. 
I don't know if the stream's ever recovered for folks, but I don't uh, think that I think you'll we're just, just your podcast. Mode you'll right just now. have to go listen to the show afterward. And uh, those of you that are listening to the show afterward, you're like, what are they talking about? This has been fine. It works perfectly. Hopefully it does. Otherwise, this, I'm going to shoot myself in the to foot then. Consume a podcast. Yep. I'm sure it's fine. All right. So that is the news for tonight. Um, surprisingly, I don't think we went entirely too late. What are we, like an hour and 20? Where's the timer? Where the hell's the timer? No, we're right at an hour and 10. And we're, we're at the end of the All show. All right. Well, let's close it down then. All right, folks. So I hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, if you did not already listen to part A of the show, go back and listen. We talked all about health for office quote-unquote, office workers or desk workers. Um, I, I thought it was a cool conver- or a good conversation about trying to, trying to stay healthy while being tied to a desk, and I don't mean that literally, although we did talk about that too. Totally different career path. <laughs> All right, if you want to watch this thing live, uh, you can do so on YouTube or Twitch. Just look for the Iron System in podcast on both of those platforms. You can find links for it, of course, in the description of the show. Or just go to ironsystem.com. We've got links to all that stuff from there. We've also got links to our Discord community. Discord! Discord. (laughs) And uh, on there, you can chat with a whole bunch of like-minded nerds and geeks and even talk about gaming if you want to. Nerds! Um, Nerds! 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 That's what what we could try to do. We We could stream on Discord if we wanted to. And we could try that. I don't know. Why haven't we tried that yet? No, the the thing we were talking about with the game, with the Valheim idea. Yeah, whatever. Well, I was tinkering when we were setting up for the show tonight. I can take the output from OBS and our mics and send them to Discord. So maybe we'll try that in the future. Um, But then it's dependent on OBS, which I was thinking about tinkering with because that's a subscription fee. Never mind. We'll talk about that sometime we're not recording. Anyway, uh, right. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Just look for the Iron Sizzleman podcast. If you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash Iron or you can go buy merch on Teespring, teespring.com slash what stores slash Iron Sizzleman. You think I'd remember all these URLs by now after saying them for like five years? You would think. Yeah. I kind of have them memorized. Most of them. All right. I think that's a wrap. What do you think? Any, any final thoughts there, Mark? Uh, nah, we, but my mic goes up and down. My mic goes up and down and side to side. Should we, uh, should we side to side better? Folks, I, I want to hear, I want to hear a vote. Should we digitize Uncle Mark when he dies and put him in the metaverse? Nobody wants that. So he can sing show tunes to us in some weird digital. Well, maybe some people want that. Representation of Uncle Mark. <laughs> I question your judgment if that's something you want, but you know. Uh, it's all good all right folks um i'm gonna just out of habit here i'm gonna put the stream to the goodbye page but uh, i'm pretty sure no one's gonna see it but uh you know Mm. see you folks peace